Thanks for joining us on the King Law Podcast, where we give you a lawyer's perspective on anything legal, or not. From criminal law, personal injury, and trending legal topics, we're your back pocket legal guide. All right, that's the mesh. That should be pretty solid. Yeah, I think the last one's good. I like the way, I just like hitting the questions. Yeah. So... The hair relaxer is going to be harder for me because I don't know. I don't, I don't know as much about it. All right. Well, let's let's. Just we know there's a. We know there's a lawsuit. We know what cancers it causes. Yep. We know what qualifies. Yeah. What are the so I'm going to go to the questions. I, I gave it to you. Three. Endometrial. Yes. Uterine. Yep. And then ovarian. Ovarian. I always forget ovarian. I feel like that's the most, I think that's like the most deadly out of the three. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't think it's caught. It's either uterine or ovarian, but I don't think it's caught quick enough, um, typically. So Okay. I don't know why I'm, it, it's already lined up. We're not changing the video, but for my own benefit, I'm just doing it. All right. So... Let's talk about hair relaxers. What, um, what is a hair relaxer lawsuit? Hair relaxer lawsuit. So we travel a fair bit for our, our. Well, let's start. Over. Oh, that was a bad question. Yeah. I feel like I phrased it. No, I, I was going to give a whole relevant background. Do you um, want me to uh, just ask it again? In? Yeah, okay. just ask it again. I'm just trying to think. Okay. All right, let's talk about hair relaxers. It's a big issue going on right now. Tell me about it. Yeah, so hair relaxer lawsuit. Uh, there's been several studies over the last uh, few years, and there was a big one that came out last fall that said hair relaxer makes the odds or likelihood of cancer rise dramatically in women who have used this product regularly. Um, and it brings about a larger question of what is beauty and how do companies market to people and do they place them at risk? And it is an incredible conversation that has been ongoing amongst plaintiff's Mm -hmm. lawyers for several years. Uh, A lot of our cases involve toxic exposure, whether that is toxic water at Camp Lejeune or uh, firefighters exposed to toxic chemicals, uh, so the, the hair relaxer question is interesting because there, we've known that the type of chemicals that makes curly hair straight mm-hmm. is a strong and abrasive chemical. It is damaging the hair and the scalp so much that it changes how your hair looks for you know whatever it is, four, six, or eight weeks, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so it seemed pretty obvious from a 30,000 foot level, you're putting really serious chemicals and absorbing them into your right. skin. But you think when you buy it off the shelf, you're like, okay, this is safe. Obviously it's a strong chemical, but when you buy this and you use it, you're assuming that you know it's safe in yeah. some level, otherwise it wouldn't be on the shelf. Yeah, so, so some scientists started looking at the, the cancer rate with African-Americans and particularly African-American women mm-hmm. is higher than the baseline population within the United States and uh, all the cancer research that's been done in the last 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the questions that's out there. And there's been some really 
important studies done in the last couple of years, and, and specifically in the fall of 2022, uh, women that use hair relaxers regularly over the course of several years, their odds of getting reproductive cancer is substantially higher than, than women who don't. It's, I don't wanna quote the, we can, we can link to the studies, but mm-hmm. um, it's pretty scary and it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, so when that happened, a number of the plaintiff's lawyers who've been looking at the case uh, said, we're gonna file a lawsuit. And there's one particular case, it's a 28-year-old girl who used hair relaxer for a long time and developed uterine cancer and is 28 and having hysterectomy. And it's kind of the illustrative case. Mm-hmm. And, and you start advertising and making the website and all that stuff. And it's a story that happens over and over and over again. and it's it's an interesting scientific issue, legal issue, but you know, something for our community. What do we want to do to protect each other? Right. I mean, I know, like they they say beauty is pain, but it's never worth your health or your life. Yeah. And like this, I feel like is a really sad situation. These women are getting cancer and having to potentially have their reproductive systems removed, which then what means they can't have children. So, I mean, it just causes a really big issue. Yeah, and I think the, there's some really offensive stuff out there. And the one that the hair relaxing companies, and there, there's several of them, there's about two dozen products on the market, but there's one in, in particular, uh, it's called Just For Me. It's marketed to kids under 10 years old. Like, we're going to tell you how you're supposed to look. It's like getting kids hooked on cigarettes at age eight. Right. It's like, this is how you have to look to look good. Mm-hmm. And we don't give a shit what chemical is in this as long as we make our money. Right. Well, welcome to the beauty industry. I mean, that's a lot of uh, brands, not just and, these, and as unfortunately. An, it's really bad that the information is withheld from adult women. But when you're targeting a kid who can barely read with the colors of Big Bird mm-hmm. and uh, telling them how they're supposed to look when they can't make that decision themselves, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I, I think it's really offensive, and I think the I think the companies are going to pay the price for mm-hmm. for that decision. So let me ask you some questions. Um, which hair relaxers cause cancer? Uh, I think any hair relaxer. There's a, there's about two dozen of them out there. We can we can link to the, um, but as far as I can tell, any hair relaxer can cause cancer. Mm-hmm. The whole the chemical basis that straightens hair is a very abrasive and toxic one, and you're putting chemical on your skin and it's absorbing in. Um, I do think it has to there have to be um, multiple applications and a period of time is what the science what I'm comfortable saying at least right now. It's never good to put chemicals into your body, but what the studies are testing is over the course of time, people who do this um, for months and years, multiple applications. Mm-hmm. And then I already asked if, um, so, and you already talked about it, hair relaxers are linked to cancer. Hair, relaxer, hair relaxers are linked cancer? to cancer. Uh, so what we're comfortable saying today, I think the science will continue to develop. These are, uh, the science is developing as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but endometrial cancer, uterine cancer, and ovarian cancer are the uh, cases that we're taking right mm-hmm. now. 
think the science is clear on those. Um, there could be more in the future, but that's that's what we're comfortable with right now. Right now. So are there any safe hair relaxers? I would tell Probably you not. <laughs> I would tell you I would not have my kids using hair relaxer. Mm-hmm. I don't care what. I mean, and it's something that we see in the cases sometimes is you have a product and the product is profitable for the company and the they learn that the product is dangerous. Mm-hmm. So they try to make another product so they can keep making the money and maybe this one won't hurt people. But in our experience, a lot of time it does. Yeah, kind of uh, like the mesh. Yeah, kind of like the or mesh. you're just changing the product. Changing the product in hopes that it, it, you're, you're solving a little bit of the problem maybe, but not good enough and it keeps, there's 20 iterations of mm-hmm. mesh in all 20. Yes. So, do we know if hair relaxers have been causing fibroids? Uh, the fibroid issue in hair relaxer, I think, is one that will be flushed out over the course of the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a I'm lot of a, different moving parts with yeah, that. I'm not, a, <laughs> um, I'm not a scientist. I rely on the doctors to be doctors. I mm-hmm. try to be the lawyer. The, the studies that I've read are cancer is a stronger link than fibroids. Um, That's not to say that it doesn't cause fibroids, and it probably does in some circumstances, but there's other potential causes is what I'm understanding. So I don't think we're not taking those cases. Okay. But potentially. I think there there are some people who who may disagree with that, but uh, we're looking at the cancer cases right now. Right. so how do how would I file a hair relaxing claim? Yep. So a hair relaxer claim, the way we're going to do it is um, join the multi-district litigation. It's out of the state of Illinois. Uh, multi-district litigations is a consolidation of cases from the entire United States uh, where... So this ju- is a federal case? It's a, it's a federal case. It could certainly be brought as a state case. Uh, but strategically, we think it's a better to be part of the bigger group. Mm-hmm. The bigger group, um, it's very difficult for one person to go up against a $10 billion company. Uh, they have tremendous resources um, to fight one person, to fight one lawyer, one law firm. Uh, but there's efficiency with being part of the group. The judge becomes educated on what the company is doing at large, so they know well, they did it in this case, and it applies to all the cases. Um, and there's potentially thousands of people that are saying the same thing, so you get some of that support from the other victims. Mm-hmm. Um, so what chemicals, going back, what chemicals in the relaxers are causing the cancer? I think there's various different chemicals, and it's really, the if you look at the history, there's been different chemicals used since... Uh, around 1900 or, or shortly after 1900, over 100 mm-hmm. years, um, hair relaxers have changed. I think the the relaxers on the market have some different chemicals, but it's really, if you think about a chemical that is modifying your head, hair, scalp, follicle, to the point where one day you have curly hair, the next day your hair is straight, this is a toxic thing happening within your body, mm-hmm. and I think all the chemicals are uh, really suspect. So who qualifies for a hair relaxer lawsuit? So 
you uh, to qualify for a hair relaxer lawsuit, the cases we're looking for are people who have regularly used hair relaxer. They have to know what product um, that they use. And most people have used a few different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, two or three, I would say, is the average. You have to know. Um, we have the lists. We have the pictures. Some people know by sight. Um, they have to have used the product for a period of time and then uh, been diagnosed after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the diagnosis, I should say, the diagnosis is uterine endometrial or ovarian cancer. Those are the, those are the cases that qualify right now, and I think what uh, all the reputable law firms are, are taking. Yeah, and so if someone's thinking that they might have been exposed, what should they do? I would, I would certainly call a lawyer, and it's, everybody has more information. Uh, figure out the, the thing that they they need to think about is what hair relaxer they've used and mm-hmm. when. Um, we got to get that part figured out, and then uh, the actual medical diagnosis we get through the medical records. All right. That concludes this episode of the King Law Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and check out our socials at King Law Attorneys. And if you've happened to have been injured or charged with a crime, now you know who to call. King Law, take charge.